an Ask Brothers production. Follow us on Twitter at The Ask Brothers. Get all our content on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, and SoundCloud at Ask Bros. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to smash that subscribe button. Blimey, that was good. <laughs> Welcome to Thursday Night Live. We've got a new header on the show there. That was good. Who did that one? Was that you, Mike? Was that... Yeah. Oh, I, I got asked last minute. Really? I managed to get it finished. Like we're a professional show now. Uh, welcome in about that. Again, this uh, this podcast. Uh, as you can tell, we're all uh, the game finished about two minutes ago, so we're we're rushing out. We're trying to get this uh, done. We're trying to be all professional. Liam's already been on and gone because his internet's no good. Max has just found out today that it's his wife's birthday. <laughs> just. Just found out, just realised it's his wife's birthday. So he cried off last minute. So thankfully, joining us at very short notice and responsible for that beautiful introduction, uh, for those of you watching uh, the live stream, we have Mike. Mike, Scunny Mike. How are you, mate? Oh, yes, you're on mute, though. Or are you? <laughs> yeah, it would help if I wasn't on mute. See, I'm not doing it. On, I'm not used to doing it on a Thursday. <laughs> Come back tomorrow. I'm the, I'm the Friday show, not the Thursday show. Yeah, look, Ask Bros is taking over the world, though, isn't it? We've got a Monday show, Thursday show, Friday show, all sorts going yeah. on on this. Um, just wait. Yeah, we're just waiting for the Wednesday and uh, Tuesday, Wednesday ones. Uh, just uh, we've got already got some people uh, joining us live. Kieran, there, Mike, you have some pubes on your face. Nice way to start. Thank you very much for that, Kieran. Yeah, cheers, mate. Appreciate it. <laughs> It's, so, called the, it's called the lockdown beard. Why can't yeah. people understand? <laughs> yeah, I've got a lockdown haircut. I've gone grey in this lockdown. It don't look so bad in this light, but I've started to go grey, finally. 55 years old. Am I 55? You forget when you get to my age. I don't and know. Are, are you 55? I ain't got a clue. <laughs> no. Yeah, look, we, I said we're missing... Uh, yeah, look, while we're waiting for Liam to rejoin us, um, I've got two... We all do podcasts. You know, I've done this one, uh, the Clock in Talk. I have my own, uh, the Ask to India podcast for many years. You obviously do the Friday show. Um, actually, Liam's back. That's good. Liam, can you hear us? I think so. Let's see how long this lasts. I've been backstage for about two minutes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I, I sort but... of ignored you. Here, look, I say we all do other podcasts here. Here, Scully, this is a quiz for you. We'll start this week's show with a quiz. Oh, fucking hell. Why are you doing that at this time? It's a very easy quiz. <laughs> Uh, my two regular guests, Liam and Max, uh, obviously uh, do their own podcast. Mark's, uh, Max does his with uh, his brother, the OG. Uh, really good. Listen to that this week. Uh, very good. His brother's really interesting, really funny guy. I like him. Um, and uh, Yeah, Liam... I, pre I prefer Toby over Max, if I'm being honest. Yeah, but well, we all do, <laughs> don't we? Uh, and Liam, Liam, yeah. you uh, you guest starred on, uh, is it, what's it called, Up the up the Arse or something? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> In the clock end, <laughs> so close, so close. No, in the clock oh, end. Oh no! In the arse, should we call I didn't it? I realised it was this type of show. So, Mike, Mike, uh, this is a quiz for you. Let's see if you can work out out of my two regular guests, Liam, who we don't let talk very much, and Max. Whose quote is this? I'm going to quote something from one of their shows this week. Um, this one, they're talking about a Bammy gang. It says, you saw his erection grow and grow and grow until it was a pulsating rhinoceros, rhino, rhinoceros cock of a goal-scoring mechanism. It's, it's a good job I saw this one, actually, to be fair. But uh, I would have never guessed who it was, to be honest. Come on, you've got to love Max. This was yeah. live. He just, I mean, I don't know. If I'm, surprised he, it, I'm surprised they didn't have a cunt in there somewhere. Normally you get one of them. So <laughs> You do. Time's away, didn't it? <laughs> I've just got to say that again. You got you saw his erection grow and grow and grow until it was a pulsating rhinoceros cock of a goal-scoring mechanism. What a quote that is, live Max. We miss you. Oh, uh, the now, right. now the second one. See if you can guess this one. Obviously, got that one right with Max. One of our two people said, Willian is fantastic. I really love him. He's my favourite player. Yeah, Liam. <laughs> I said no. I've never, I don't think thing. I've ever seen. I don't think I've ever heard Max say William is fantastic. <laughs> Liam, you I, haven't heard I me say either. I listened to you today. All right, I may have exaggerated, but you said Liam played. Uh, William played quite well. <laughs> did I? Yeah, you did. It was the it was the pod you did before last, and that was your opening statement. 
William came on. William played well. I, I may have exaggerated that. I said he was your favourite player. But uh, see, yeah, they're all spreading their wings and uh, and flying off and doing their own podcast now. Um, obviously, yeah, we don't normally do a review show. We don't normally review games uh, Thursday Night Live. We just look at the topical issues in the game. But we have just finished. Uh, so I guess that while it's still all fresh, Liam, what was your what was your thoughts on that tonight? Just general thoughts on that game tonight. Uh, See, I'm letting you passive. talk first. <laughs> I know what's going on. Um, give me a chance to talk when there wasn't an awful lot to talk about in that game. Let's face it. Um, my passive game. It was boring. Um, I've had a rather long day myself with work, so keeping myself awake during it was was a challenge, actually, if I'm honest. Uh, Aubameyang missed a sitter. Thankfully, Saka scored not long after their penalty. And did anything else happen? <laughs> How about you, Scanny? What, Mike, what do you, what do you reckon? Anything, you got, are you a little bit more excited than, than Liam? Nah, pass. <laughs> <laughs> You see, when I head over to Max, he does about three hours and I can't stop him. <laughs> no, yeah, it, 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 it's, uh, I, yeah, I agree with him. It was it was really boring, really passive, but there were a good couple of moments I saw. I think Erdegaard had a good game. You know, he was quite tenacious. He didn't always pull off for him, but he was always there trying. Uh, Aubameyang, yeah, missed an absolute sitter, which is a shame, really. But... What did we expect in all honesty? You know, he's got a hat trick. I think he's done for a few games now, isn't he? Yeah. Surely. I mean, let's 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 talk about Abamyang. I think Abamyang's been pretty awful up until about a month ago, maybe three weeks ago, where he started Yeah, until the weekend. Yeah, I mean he started, but the difference, and for me, the big, big difference in Abamyang is for the first half of the season he was doing nothing. He wasn't in the, the places to score the goals. He really, you know, he, he did nothing. And when he's not scoring goals, he doesn't add much. He doesn't hold the ball up well. You know, he's, he's not that great a footballer. He's a great goal scorer. Hmm. So, for the first half of the season, he's been, you know, pretty poor. For the last two, three weeks, at least he's getting in those positions to score the goals again. He got a hat-trick at the weekend. And tonight, at least, I mean, he should have had another hat-trick. He really should. The first one was a complete sitter. Um, uh, he, he, he tried, to, right at the end there, he tried to cut inside where he should have just pulled the trigger and scored. And uh, there was one in the middle, wasn't there? Um, where he, he flashed just wide. Yeah, yeah. Where he just he just pulled it a little bit wide. But when when he's confident on form, they're three goals. I mean, that's at least he's making those runs. Um, got more people join us. Just uh, like say hello. Uh, Russ is good here. Russ is always here. Ruthless Gooner and DWTT. Uh, evening, guys. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, so look, I'm I'm not so worried about uh, Yang. I think he, he seems to be playing well again. You know, at least he seems to be getting in the right places and creating chances. You know, uh, uh, however, that game should have been put to bed tonight. It really should. Um, what is the? I mean, I mentioned this last week. I think why the fuck are we playing in Rome and Greece? I mean, I know there's 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 travel bans. Portugal, but yeah, sh- Portugal's on the no fly zone. I think. Yeah, but surely. It's more dangerous to fly two teams to a third country than it is, and a fourth country than it is to actually. You surely, in this day and age, you can fly people in on a private jet, get a met at Stansted, get on a coach, go out the ground, play your football match, go back, go home. You know, uh, football makes a hell of a lot of money for this government, hell of a lot of money for this country, and, and we've got a ridiculous situation. I mean, why is it played in Rome? What happens with away goals? Anyone tell me? Was there away goals tonight? Did we get an away goal because mm-hmm. that was yeah. our away leg? Yeah, we did. We got an away goal, yeah. <laughs> so that's but, yeah I, I agree with you. I said it last week on... Uh, we only mentioned it quickly last week uh, about it, about playing here, there and everywhere. It's just... It's madness, really. But and I do know Portugal is on the no-fly zone list, I think. I don't know if they still are. But, yeah, I, I just don't get it. It just... It don't make sense. Like you said, you could get them all quarantined or whatever on a private jet, fly them into Stansted, Luton, wherever they want, really. And... Uh, somewhere else you know a bit maybe a bit closer but uh, you know italy and rome i just think it's madness especially with the schedule that we've got over the next few few weeks with games coming up i think it's crazy you know we've got man city on sunday you know what yeah. they're doing they're, they're playing the game today having having a sleep fly back uh, fly back tomorrow and then it's like well what time do they fly back tomorrow? They're going to get a chance to train on Saturday, and then we go straight into the game at City. It's, it's crazy. 
Yeah, I mean, I thought we looked, that last 20 minutes, we looked tired, didn't we? We mm. looked like a, a team that had nothing left. Um, I mean, which takes us to the selection tonight. So we don't normally review games, but when you saw it was an unchanged side, there's two things to note from that. One, it was an unchanged side, which is, uh, um, you know, the commentators kept mentioning it was the first time we've we've played an unchanged side since December 2018, which, which shocked me a bit. But um, were you, Liam, were you surprised... Considering the squad we've got and the fixture list we've got up, do you think were you surprised that he kept that team as is from Leeds? Yeah, I thought the guys that were rested would would come back in holding Pepe Lacazette because um, I was worried. When I mean, on paper, the squad itself is is a good team. I had no complaints with the players on the pitch, but you did. I did think this team's going to be fucked uh, come come ninety minutes, and I thought we were fucked from minute one. Um, everything we did was about it was a yard behind. We weren't wasn't as intense as normal, and that's to be expected when you play the same eleven unchanged with the schedule we've had recently. So soon, um, I, I I thought we'd get some rotation. Like I say, luck is it holding Pepe, maybe a couple of others. I really didn't expect a, a, an unchanged eleven. So, Mike, does, you know, the fact that you played, the, the Europa League has become our best chance of getting back into the Champions League. You know, I mean, that's that's fairly obvious. We're in, what, 10th place, 9th, 10th, 11th place, wherever we are in the league table. I, don't, I tend to, I haven't looked at the league table so much this season. Uh, but we're we're sort of 9th, 10th, 11th, around that sort of spot. Um, we're, we're still only, what, 8.6, 8 points off of fourth place, but there's a lot of teams in between us. So that selection tonight, do you think Mikel Arteta uh, has decided that the Europa League is our number one priority and is actually going to play his best team in this uh, already at this part of the season, point in the season? And maybe we'll see a, a rested, more relaxed side against Manchester City at the weekend. Well, I, I hope he has because it is the only route into the Champions League next season. I, there's Top four is going to be a really... It's a struggle. Uh, it's definitely going to be a struggle. And I think, make no doubts about it, that 4-2 win at Leeds, it, you know, it's just covering over cracks more than anything. You know, we lost at Wolves, we lost at Villa. Um, and we've got a massive schedule coming up in the, in the next over the next few weeks with, I think, we've got Man City, then Leicester, and then I can't remember who's after them, to be honest. I ain't, I ain't got it up in front of me. Normally, I have the fixture list when I'm doing my show. Yeah. Like, um, well, we've got yeah. Benfica in the middle. and uh... Yeah, and we've got Benfica next week as well. It's um, So, yeah, he needs to sort it out. And really, we need to go for the Europa League more than the league. But I don't I don't know if he'll rest players. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm expecting a very similar team against Man City, to be honest. I can't. See who after watching tonight's game, I don't, I don't understand who's going to be resting. You know, the only people I could probably see coming on is Kieran Tierney because he's come on for the, a few minutes. You know, I think he come on on what the 65th minute or something like that today, so he'll probably play on Sunday and maybe maybe Pepe for Erdegaard. You know, I can see Saka and and the you know Ma, um, not Martinelli, sorry, uh, Abamyang and. Sabayos and Xhaka in the middle still, and probably still maybe the back four, the same back four, uh, the same uh, back four barring Tierney. I mean, let's talk about that back four. Um, I don't want to sound too controversial. I'm always very positive. Uh, I was rather hoping we'd win today. So that I, well, I'm always hoping we're going to win today. Where we all? <laughs> I was hoping we are going to win today so I could be a little bit more critical and it's, it, it doesn't seem to fair now. But I'm, uh, I've watched uh, this season, the signing of uh, Gabrielle. I'm not convinced. I'm really not convinced yet. There's nothing I've seen in Gabriel's play that makes me think he is anything, any any sort of upgrade on on what we had before. He looks clumsy to me in possession. Uh, he's got a mistake in him. He uh, he's he, he's a generally he's a big. I mean, where he what he brings is he's big. He's strong in the air. Something that we've been missing at the back. And he played a fabulous ball towards the end over the top. Um, you know, but it was one in about. 10 attempts and the rest were all given away. Hmm. Is it me just, I mean, I, I say I try to watch players on merit. I try not to do too much social media. I watch games and I make up my own mind. Um, you know, he came in and there was lots of the fans saying, this is fantastic, what a great player. But throughout his career so far, he's, he's, he's made a lot of mistakes and he just looked clumsy to me. Am I missing something? Am I missing something? Is Is he better than I think he is? 
Personally, I quite rate him. But I think the biggest thing is his the way he plays is starkly different in stark contrast to the rest of our back four, essentially. Because we've got... He is usually partnered with one of either Louise or Holding, and both of them like sitting deep. Whereas Gabriel is a front-footed defender. He wants to push up. He wants to press um, high, keep it away from our goal. Louise and Holding, they like to back off. And, and Bellerin's not so good at... At, at, at pressing, I, I don't think. So, for me, he's starkly different to what we have. And if he was parted with somebody like, ironically enough, Saliba, someone who's front-footed, has Tierney uh, on the at left-backs, so I think he can push higher. And uh, probably more Maitland-Niles or another right-back that's happier being further forward and, and squeezing the pitch. I think suddenly we would look at Gabriel in a completely different light. Um, so for me, there's a player there. He's just starkly different to the way that the rest of our back four, bar probably Tierney, wants to play. Uh, don't you get nervous, Mike? Don't you get nervous when uh, the ball, when they're passing it, all this little short, intricate passing playing out from the back? Don't you get nervous when it's given to him? <laughs> He's got that Kalazanachi sort of square on, um, you know, cartoon looking footballer about him. No, am I, am I wrong? No, I think you've been a little bit harsh. You've got to remember it's still his first season in the Premier League. So um, he's going to make mistakes. You know, everyone's everyone's got a mistake in him. Look at David Luiz. How long has he been in the Premiership for? Well, that's what it worried yeah. me when I see those two paired together tonight. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I think, yeah, I you know, Luiz has made more mistakes than anyone, you know, especially early on in games. Um, and Gabriel has made mistakes, giving away penalties and stuff. And then pairing those two together, it doesn't seem like there's a great deal of pace amongst either of them. Uh, put that put that with Bellerin on the right hand side. Who, you know, I've always loved Bellerin. And uh, you know, when you look at actually his his input today, he's he put some good crosses in. He was always getting to the byline, but he just doesn't look good enough to play at right back for Arsenal anymore. You know, he just he's, he's not defensive at all, is he? And I think that's what we're we're lacking at right back. And I think this is what my criticism over Bellerin is over the last couple of seasons is the fact that, yeah, he is, he's, he's done great going forward recently. He's putting in the crosses, he's playing little passes with Saka and stuff like that. But it's when it comes back to his defensive duties, he's never around. You know, he's always yeah. getting caught too high off the pitch or he gets caught ball watching like he did against Leeds um, as well. So, I mean, I look at that, that back four tonight and with Cedric playing really out of position on the left-hand side, Bellerin at right, it's almost like our, our worst back four for me. You know, it's like I look at that back four and I think that can be improved. I think Cedric did enough in his couple of games that he had at right back recently before he moved to the left to look like he's got more in him than, than Bellerin at the moment. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Holding has been probably our most consistent centre-back all through the season. I like Mari. I don't know why he wasn't playing, why he hasn't made the team. I don't know whether he's... It's that one million, isn't it? Uh, that, that fee, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Is that what it is? Uh, you know, but, I'm just making it up. But, but everyone, uh, that's why everyone's saying over the uh, social media and stuff, apparently, if he plays another game, we owe... Um, I can't remember where he For every 10 games, it's another million quid we have to pay Flamengo or something or other. Uh, <laughs> is that how much it is? Oh, God. He'll so never play something again. along those lines. I don't Might know. Well it's, it's, now we'll never play again. Well, let's I'm very much break. paraphrasing. Let's hope um, he doesn't break David O'Leary's club appearance record then, because that will cost us about £70 million. Uh, Well, after could... a certain amount, but whatever it is. <laughs> the thing is, I really like... I The thing Gabriel has is he's got really good recovery speed, so he knows that if he does press forward and he goes for something, he can get back easily enough. And he is quick, and his, it, the, the control he has in his body when he recovers and to jostle down the wing when he needs to is fantastic. It really is very, very good. Um, but the problem, as I say, Holding doesn't have that recovery speed. Bellerin doesn't have it. The only defender we've got that actually has it is Tierney at left back. Mm. So the problem you create is then your back line isn't level. It's at this sort of weird diagonal. And then that causes you all sorts of problems because that leaves gaps where you, uh, that players can exploit and it gives you problems. So he's just, he's just so different to what we currently have. And if we, Gabriel's a good player, but he works in a, in a certain system. 
just as I think this is why I'm so pleased with Arteta this year because he's what Arteta has done. I know there's lots of criticism of uh, of Arteta, but what he did first of all was to sort out that defence, and it doesn't seem to matter what personnel he puts in there. In in my opinion, quite inferior personnel, but he's got them in a system that seems to work. We don't let in many goals, we don't concede. But we got the second best defensive record in the Premier League. That's almost incredible. We did have before the weekend. I don't know if we still have, but that's incredible that he's got them all playing so well. Um, you know, I'd like to say it's because of the addition of party in the middle, but he's only played a handful of times. You know, I, I, so so Arteta is doing something right. I just would have liked to have seen, I think, our best at the moment is Cedric on the right, Tierney on the left, and holding and Mari uh, in the middle. And so so that defence today was 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 just poor. Um, what else do I want to talk about today? Um, Ceballos. Uh, there's there's the questions going around at the moment if we could you know get in for this talk that we can buy him for 22 million pounds 26 million euros that's that's the sort of talk uh liam you're shaking your head mike mm-hmm. you, you just think that's that's liam all right you're shaking your head you think that's just too much money I, I, he has these flash moments that make him look really good but he's mm, not not good enough for me take he, he needs too long on the ball he takes far too many touches uh gives it lends it so he can get it back uh, no he, he like I said, he has his flash moments that make him look so good but in reality he doesn't contribute enough it's too slow that's I, mean, I think you're being harsh mate i think yeah me too for, for 22 million i don't think you can go wrong especially with the way things are looking now as well with the uh, you know covid prices that are probably coming in in the summer you know, and what's he on? 50, he's going to 50, 50, 60k a week. What if he comes to Arsenal? What's he going to be on? About 80, maybe uh, 70, 80 at a push. I think it's a great signing, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, yeah, he may not be the first team, he may not be a, a first starter for the team, he may be more squad player, but even still at 22 million, he's going to have a sell on price as well. What is he, 24 years old? So even if we just keep him for two seasons while you know we're, we're getting in, in the as what people say is Arteta's plan or Edu's plan, you know, to try and, because like I say, bring more players in for 22 million. You, you can't go wrong with that. And then if in two years time, we get a, another outstanding midfielder, like, like someone like Partey, you know, for that, you know, uh, uh, sorry, the quality of Partey, we can let him go and we'll probably still get the 22 million when he, when we want to re- sell him off. Yeah. For me, I think, no I think it's a great, yeah, it's a no brainer for me. I agree, Liam. I, I, I mean, I watched that tonight. If you look at Sebastian tonight, he won the ball. He tackles. He goes forward. You know, he's uh, that ball. You know, the goal that we scored. It was his fabulous ball. You know, that, that, that set up the goal. It was an incredible. You know, he, he can really find that through ball. He works hard. He tackles. You know, I mean, he, to me, he's fighting for first choice. You know, he's fighting for, to be first choice with party there. Go on, I like his defense. Yeah, I like his defensive contributions more than I do any other facet of his game. I, he reminds me very much of Torreira in the way that he can run around and make these tackles. Because he's always getting in the way of every, gets in the way of everything. Makes his tackles. He makes very clever interceptions. He's just better than Torreira at releasing the ball. For me, he just takes far too long and it kills everything. And we look so static when he does it. When he doesn't, and he actually moves on like for the goal first time, it's brilliant. He's got it in his locker. He just seems to have this refusal to do it on a consistent basis. Yeah, I whatever disagree. That I was be. watching him today. I thought he was playing about better players today. You know, he really he did, well against, he did well against Leeds as well, to be fair. He won yeah, that he has good, No, he has good games. I'm not saying he's a rubbish player at the end of the day. I just, I don't see him as Arsenal quality. And could he be used as a squad player? Quite so. And, and I wouldn't, I probably would be all right with it. I, I don't think he's brilliant, but I, I just... I, I can't. I, I want us to build on this squad. And I just don't think he's a sort of player, even necessarily. Maybe he's a squad player, but no, I just don't see him as a sort of player that moves us forward. Yeah, I'm not saying he's going to move us forward. What I'm saying is, is that go between while we move forward. You know, it's wait while you're looking for another midfielder of you know, say like I say of Partey's quality, or maybe or maybe better or slightly below Partey. It's it's a case of. How much is that going to cost? That's going to cost, again, 40, 50, 60, 70 million. We ain't got that kind of money at the minute, you know, where, it, and we're not going to, we're not going to go straight up next summer window. I'm not expecting a shed load of people to start coming into the, 
into the squad either. I think he's going to concentrate on certain areas. And this is why I'm saying, like, right, okay, 22 million for Ceballos, it makes sense, you know, because he's got a sell on. It gives us a chance to rebuild that midfield, you know, gives him a chance to sort out who he wants in that midfield or who he wants to buy next, you know, for the next time round, even if it's waiting for someone to run down their contract more so he can get money off. Uh, so that's the th- that's the difference for me, and I think that's what it is. And not only that, you got to look at with Sabios. It's, it's two years. It's going to be two seasons in the Premier League. Where are you going to find a midfielder of his quality for twenty two million? Who's Premier League ready? In in fairness, and we could sell Ainsley Maitland Niles for twenty two million. Hmm. You know, there we sold Alex well. Iwobi for forty million. We sold sold Theo Walcott for forty five million. Now, okay, these were pre COVID times, and the those prices were inflated for homegrown English players. But for me, it's a it's just not. You know, you can tell Ainsley make the nails. You could is El Nenny out of contract at the end of this year? Uh, no, I don't think he is now. So they'll sell El Nenny. You know, you probably get fifteen million for El Nenny in today's. You well, know, well, this market. is it as well. You have got to remember, we've got Guendouzi and Terea out on loan. They're going to probably be sold and. They're going to fetch what at least thirty million between. 20. You know, you yeah. got to think you probably get you probably get ten million for Guendouzi, and you'll probably get twenty million for Terea. So there's thirty million. So you still got eight million left over, aren't you? Really? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I'm... understand the argument the other side that you could put that mm. money together with something else and buy another fifty, sixty million pound player. I hope we do. You know, I mean, uh, uh, that, that it's, when, it's if one comes up. That's yeah, the that's issue. right. You know, I mean, look, Jack has had a bit of a renaissance in the last uh, three, four months. You know, Jack has been a very good player. But Jack has, has real limitations. Jack looks slow. Jack looks, he, he doesn't look like he's fast enough for the Premier League. Jack is getting worse, not better. He's having a bit of a re- renaissance of form at the moment. But surely, you know, Sabas would stand ahead of all of those players that were mentioned. He's better than Torreira. He's better than Genduzi. He's better, in my opinion, than Jacker. You know, so why, if you can pick him up at 22 million, he's Premier League ready, as Scunny says. You know, he's, he, he knows the club. And if he wants to stay, that's a really big point as well. You know, I think it's at that sort of price, 22 million, I think it's really is a no-brainer. Well, in fairness, he's not going to get into the Real Madrid team. So he's going to want to move on anyway. Uh, I've just seen some of the uh, quotes that go in. Uh, Kieran agrees with you, Mike. Um, Rufus Guna says that we should use that money to buy Basuma. Um, William was great. <laughs> it's a comment there for you, Liam. <laughs> and uh, and Kieran also says, don't forget that we have the cash from Gunnosaurus to spend. <laughs> I mean, looking at um, the game tonight as well, uh, I don't want to go into too much detail. What did you think? Um, we've got this Erdegaard now on loan. Don't like having loan players in the side. We've got two of them there. Don't like it. I mean, it's nice to see him. I hope it works out well. I hope we can buy him. Uh, he looks like he's a promising young player. Uh, it fits the model very well, likes the club, speaks good English. It's, there's, there's lots of boxes ticked with Erdegaard. But the one negative for me is by playing Erdegaard in that number 10 row or, or playing behind the, the striker, is it shoves Emil Smith row out onto the left hand side, and it was switching today though, and they did against Leeds as well. They switched. Yeah, but when he's playing as that number ten, which he did before Erdegaard joined, um, Smith row was linking up attacks on both sides. He really was. Yeah. He was. He was free, and he was also available down the middle. So there was lots of intricate play. Lots of things came through him. I just thought with him stuck out on the left hand side. You know, he still did, he didn't have his best game tonight. As a kid, he's not going to have great games every week. And, of course, he gave away the penalty. It wasn't um, wasn't his best game. And he still made some good runs down the left. He still did some good work. You know, he's still an exceptional player. Really, really happy that we've got him. But by putting Erdegaard in the middle, Smith-Rowe seems to be a little bit, you know, stuck on the wrong side of the pitch for me. His build-up play with Saka in, in previous weeks before Erdegaard joined was fabulous. Uh, and now we've sort of got those two on the opposite side of the park. Any comments on that, Mike? Uh, I don't think you, you're not going to see this every week. Um, I think there will be. I think it's more down to the fact that I don't think Arteta likes Martinelli. If I'm being honest, uh, that that's just my opinion on that, and I, I don't feel like I'm the only one who thinks it. I just, I honestly don't feel Arteta likes Martinelli either. That or he's, I'm sick of hearing this. He's, you know, he's ratting him in cotton wool or he's protecting him and stuff. Oh, what's he protecting him from? You know, I know he's come out of a, a bad injury, but he's still he's still a young lad. He's going to recover really quickly. And 
And the last game I saw him in, he was really, you know, he, he was one of the best players of the, on the pitch that game. And he was running, he was defending, he was doing everything. But I, I think that's the issue at the minute. I think he's just trying to work out what who he wants on the left. Now, Aubameyang wants, obviously, he wants to play Aubameyang through the, through the middle. Who do we play on the left? You know, Willian, enough said about him. I'm sick of seeing him, to be honest with you. He's not going to be there. Pepe has had some really good games on the left. Last last couple of games he's played on the left-hand side, he's had some really good games. But I always find when we have people like Pepe and uh, Martinelli, when they have really good games, they just all get picked again. And I don't understand what what the what's going on there. And that I think it's more down to what Arteta likes. Well, I mean, he's the manager. But so, what would you do then? Who would you have played Martinelli instead of Smithrow? So Smithrow's had an excellent run of form, played eight and nine really good games, um, been in the top three or four players for the last, you know, eight or nine games. Would you drop him for Martinelli? Would you drop tonight, him for Pepe tonight? I probably would have played put Erdegaard in the number ten role. But this would have been me personally. I'd have played Erdegaard in the number ten, dropped Smithrow ready for City on Sunday, and maybe played Martinelli on the left. That's that was that would have been my go-to for tonight's game, and then see how that got along, and obviously make the changes as as and when or when when it was needed. But um, that's the only thing I can really think of. It's Smith Rowe can't play every game, but the minute he is, and we saw today, he's look he was looking really leggy today, yeah. and I think he just needed that rest. And yeah, I think today, yeah, and I think today should have been the day that he had the rest and saved him for Sunday. Yeah, I don't think we'll see him on Sunday. I think I think this was his strong side. I think he wants to win next week against Benfica. We're playing mm-hmm. Manchester City. Are we at home or away against City? Uh, we're at home. Home. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I think we might see Martinelli or, and Pepe play this weekend. You know, I think he'll uh, I mean, I honestly do think that he'll reverse that. I think Cedric will go to right back to give Bellerin a rest because Bellerin's been uh, ever pressing for the last couple of you know couple of months. Uh, due to injury, you're right. I think Tierney will come back in. I think Holding will come back in, and probably partnering with Gabriel. Um, and but I think that's that will be the difference up front. I think he'll keep a Bamiang in the side, but he'll play maybe Martinelli or Pepe on one side. I think Saka needs a rest as well, not yeah. particularly because he's 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 had a dip in form, but he's a 19 year old kid that has now played more minutes of football than anybody else in the side, more than the goalkeeper. You know, he's he's uh, he's getting to a stage where he he'll be running on empty. And have you noticed that now that you know with TV coverage, everyone knows how good Saka has been this year. Um, even through our poor period, Saka was good, and now all teams seem to be systematically fouling him. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed that, Liam. You're nodding. It's very obvious against Villa. Yeah, I thought Very tonight obvious. as well. I thought tonight, you know, they, they, um, play, it was like playing up against, you know, playing, I thought we'd seen the the end of the Tongan, uh, you know, but uh, always little kick every time, little yeah. kicks in the Achilles every time that Saka got the ball. And and it's a worry for me that uh, he's, um, you know, he, he could have burnout. You know, I think City might be the game to rest them. Have them on the bench. You know, give us an impact with 30 minutes to go if we're not 3-0 down, which we probably will be by then. <laughs> Usually the way, isn't it? Against City, we can see three and that's what happens. I mean, I was talking Usually. to some, some mates recently. Uh, somebody asked me how good, I, you know, what's happening at Arsenal. So they don't watch Arsenal very much. And I said, we're pretty good at the moment. And this is my opinion. Be interested to hear your comments. We're pretty good at the moment. But we're we're six to 12 months away from being very good. But we're also very fragile. I'd you probably know, give it a few more months. I'd probably say more 12 to 24 months. Now, I'm the positive one, aren't I? <laughs> well, that's it. I, I just see that there's there's football in there at the moment. We're playing. The defence has been sorted out. doesn't matter what personnel we've got in there. You know, we're, we're struggling to score goals. But at least in the last few weeks, we've started to create chances again. Um, you know, another summer transfer window in six months. Add one or, more, one or two to that team. Uh, but it's the fragile nature, and I don't know how we stop being fragile. Leeds, come on, we haven't talked about Leeds. Four nil up. Who who wasn't worried when uh, when Leeds got the second? <laughs> Look, it all looked uh, sheepish. It was the longest second half for me. You know, what I mean, yeah. do you remember the Newcastle game that they kept referring to in the commentary? 
because it was yeah. what how many five years or, or something ten to years, the weekend it was, it? It was it ten it years was, or however long it was it was the weekend and, i yeah. moved into this house that i'm living in uh and i was all you know new house i was all excited we just and i raced home to uh, listen to the game on the radio and i was listening in the car we're four nil up and i think fantastic you know it was early you know what a fantastic uh, result and I came in and, and I thought the house was going to be unlucky. Maybe it has. We haven't won anything for ten years. Uh, <laughs> you know, a couple of FA Cups, of course. Um, but uh, you know, we and we we let four in in the last twenty minutes. I think it was only about twenty minutes to go in that one. So I was something like that. Yeah. Against, mm. dead nervous against Leeds. And if they'd have got that penalty with what five minutes to go, <laughs> it was a nightmare, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah we nearly like, collapsed. We nearly collapsed against Chelsea. Thanks, Leno, for, for bailing us out there. Um, yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know if that's just intrinsic fear of being an Arsenal fan. You know, like how many times it's happened to us enough times before for us to shit our pants. And there was five minutes after their second goal when everyone on that pitch went, oh, fuck. <laughs> um, I mean, after that, in hindsight, we were quite comfortable. We didn't really give much away. That was half a shout, but wasn't really anything in it. And we had our own chances. We hit the bar stroke post twice. Um, so uh, in hindsight, we were we were perfectly fine. Um, but it's the lapses in concentration that lets teams in it. Like we did it against Wolves. Whatever we think the penalty decision, it comes because we lapsed in concentration. It nearly happened against Chelsea. It nearly happened against Leeds. So quite what that is, I don't know. Uh, and I hope we sort it soon. We'll we'll get caught out. I'm just looking at some of the comments there. Scully, did you want to add anything to that before? I... No, no, I'm, I'm happy with what Liam said there. I think it was all right. Yeah, I mean, we did play well. Ooh, I was that's fine, to be honest. It's back to I'm us. not Max. He's <laughs> <laughs> back to us. Uh, you know, we're creating chances again. You know, we're good to watch going forward. You know, we're. I think I want to take us back to sort of October, November time. Well, we couldn't see anything happening. We really couldn't. You know, we were, we we were poor. I mean, we were losing the odd, the games by the odd goal. We weren't getting thrashed each week, but there was nothing going forward. But suddenly, you know, we started to build his team, and going forward now, we look pretty good. We're still not scoring the goals. Um, there's a couple of comments here. Um, uh, DWTT says uh, ten million for Gwendozi seems low. Is potential worth more? I mean. Caveat is he's got a year left on his deal. Yeah, and his attitude. You know, I mean, his attitude yeah. uh, is is an issue. You know, not just at Arsenal. I mean, I love Gendouzi. I thought he was was. I was really sad to see him go, and I was really disappointed that Arteta couldn't sort that problem out. I think but, it's uh, the. I think it's to the times as well. You know, pre-COVID, I think you're probably looking at maybe twenty mil for him. But now, no, ten. I think is probably max. Yeah, um, there was. Uh, Poison Sockets uh, says Erdegaard's pass was key to our goal tonight. It was a sweet pass. Um, First time. Yeah, I mean, Erdegaard's, uh, Erdegaard looks like he has that. I hate it when they keep referring him as Ozil. You know, we don't like Ozil. Stop saying that. Uh, did you have Karen uh, Carney? I didn't watch on BT Sports, so I don't if that's what you watched it on. I ain't got a clue, but I hate it when they start referring players to other uh, to ex Arsenal players. It's like shut up, he's not Urzel. Go away, you know. His name's Erdegaard, not Urzel. Let him get on. Uh, he's uh, poison suckers again. Artinelli, Arteta likes Martinelli uh, to bring him as a central striker tonight. Maybe there is a plan for him. Yeah, but I think what Scully's saying is that he hasn't had much football. I mean, it's hard to get into that side. Don't get me wrong. You know, Pepe. Um, has, has played well in the last few weeks and uh, Sack has been exceptional. Emil Smith-Rowe's been exceptional. Um, Lacazette, until the last couple of weeks, has been very good. You know, and Aubameyang, you want to keep playing him into form. So uh, it's very hard for Martinelli, but he hasn't made any substitute. I think that's where you're coming from, Mike, and it, it's not... It's not yeah, it's, an not, it's not just that. I think I feel, for, I feel for Martinelli at the minute more than any because, like you say, if he's going to be playing through the middle, he's going to be behind... You know, he, he is going to be behind the likes of, like you say, Aubameyang, Lacazette, possibly Nketiah. But then you've got to look at... If he's going to play him on the left, is you know, who do they pick first? You know, is it going to be Aubameyang playing on the left? Is it going to be Saka? Is it going to be Pepe? Is it going to be Erdegaard? You know, it's, it's like three three to four people is going to be behind 
in the ranks coming forward. And I think it's it's wrong to do that for him. I think with with a kid with such talent, you know, you look at Saka, for instance, you know, he's been given the freedom to do what he wants. He's been playing him regularly. He's, you know, he's let him, get, he's let him develop, to uh, play to develop. Whereas Martinelli, he doesn't seem to let him play to develop more. I just thought that's the thing that I don't understand that. And the thing with Martinelli is he's shown so much promise in pretty much every game that he goes in. He he shows tenacity. He shows the willingness. He shows the willingness to defend. He shows that he is, you know, he can score goals as well. And it's like, just play the kid for God's sake, you know, give him a chance, give him the opportunity. And when he does get his opportunities, it's either because like I say, Aubameyang's injured, Pepe's out of form. But as soon as they, you know, Aubameyang came back from his injury, Martinelli was out again. It's like, no, you can't do that, really. And I know what people are saying about maybe moving central forward, but I don't think he'd probably suit that. For me, anyway, he doesn't suit going centrally. He needs to stay on the left because that's where his best games have been played, on the left. You know, look at last season and uh, when he was playing with Saka and Saka was playing as a, a left-back. You know, them two... We, out of all that team, the whole squad, no one could find a fault with them two, and they were the youngest two in the team. And it's it's madness. It's maddening to me because I like to see when when you see kids with so much talent and you see them trying to push through and showing everything that they've got, and they're just not getting game time. It, it's just maddening to me. I think when, especially when you bring William into the equation, yeah, oh, there's him as well. I forgot about him as well. Yeah, I mean, so there's I mean, another person who's who is going to be behind. You know, I mean, I know we're we're all on Willian's back, and but he's you know he's a professional footballer. He's a very well paid, experienced professional footballer, and and unfortunately, he's he's uh, he's done nothing since he joined the club. Find me a Chelsea fan who d- didn't think he was a great player. You know, um, they wanted to keep him. You know, the, the the fans liked him, but since he's he's come here, it's just almost incredulous that he he has he has been unable to find any form. I mean, good game on the first day of the season and and very little since. And Arteta does keep picking him, does keep playing him. I mean, until the last couple of weeks when, you know, he's been left out a little. Liam, anything to add on that? Um, yeah, the, the one thing that's easy to forget is we did give him a new long-term contract around the same time that we tied Saka down. I think that says something. I think he is here to stay in this something that Arteta does see in him. So I don't think Arteta's written them off, not written them off, that's the wrong word. Um, it's not that he doesn't not trust him necessarily. I, I find Martinelli a very unstructured player. He likes to leave his spot. Uh, he'll come back to it, but he leaves it very early, goes and chases things. I don't think Arteta likes that. Um, and I think if Martinelli can find a way to, to hone that inner sort of temptation he has to go chasing things, I think then he will start finding himself starting more often. Um, but I I don't think Arteta's finished with him yet. We gave him this long-term contract, so clearly they'd see something in him. Well, you got to look at this way. You know, you say um, he, he likes to go chasing things, but if we go back to the game against Chelsea away last season and it was 2-2, if he didn't go chasing that ball, we would have probably mm. lost that game. And that's the thing. Yeah, I'm not saying that's, that's for me. And I was there that day, and that was an amazing. <laughs> Stanley erupted. Uh, you know, I can go on about it all day long. I I was there, and you know, there was a mosh pit on the lower tier. I was in the upper tier. Unfortunately, I was tempted to jump out onto the mosh pit to be fair, because it was going that mad. You know, I had a few friends down there going mental. You know, and it, it was really good. And I think when you look at that, and that was my favorite game I've ever seen Martinelli play, just because he just went. And you, we need yeah. players like that. We we do need these. Players that do go chasing balls, I think sometimes. I think, do you do you not think Arsenal at the minute is overstructured? Because I've been thinking that for a long time now. Without mm. it, it's overstructured. It's over. You know, he's, he's gone into the room with all the guys before the game kicks off and said, "Right, you can't go past here." You know, they've got the board in front of everyone and say, "Right, I need you in mm. this area. I need you in this area." But sometimes with football, you just need that someone with a bit of freedom just to just go for it. Yeah, I'm not saying that that's necessarily a right or wrong thing that Martinelli does. What I'm saying is I'm trying to look at it through Arteta's coaching eyes and that's what I think Arteta's seeing and that's why, because it's just not what Arteta necessarily wants. I think this whole structure thing comes from a place of I'm new here and we couldn't pass out from the back for fucking shit. So the first thing you do as a coach, when when you can't get your players passing out from the back, 
that screams a trust issue in these guys. You've got to sit them down and you've got to get them trusting each other. You do pass uh, pass drills after pass drill after pass drill, pattern drills, pass drill, pattern drills constantly. And you do it for a long time. You build that trust. You build those patterns. That's where structure comes into it. Martinelli doesn't like that structure and we haven't moved away from it yet. So that's just what I think Arteta's saying. I mean, and the structure thing, I mean, you say it as a bit of a criticism there, Mike, but um, I think, you know, we've got a new manager. He's, he's new to the Premier League. It was a strange decision to appoint him as manager, you know, and I'll support him. But the one thing he has done is he has made that team structurally sound. And that is something you have to do. If you don't let in goals, you you know, you, you don't lose football matches if you don't let in goals. And he has made a difference there. And it may have been appalling to watch for the first, you know, three, four months of this season. It was difficult to watch because we are so structured. And there was times where players didn't really know what to do and were frightened to do anything, frightened to move the ball forward. But over the last few weeks, maybe a month or two, we've started to see the second phase of this. We're still structurally sound, but now he's adding one or two elements and we're starting to play some beautiful football. We're starting to play some of the best football I've seen us play for 10 years. You know, in this short spells, these little triangles, these little imaginative runs, he's got some really good players in there. Um, and it sort of felt like at the weekend against Leeds, I've been saying to Liam and Max for weeks that we're going to beat someone soon. We're going to, you know, we're going to put up four or five against someone. Unfortunately, <laughs> against Leeds, it was Leeds, you know. It almost felt like, why couldn't we have had that performance against Tottenham, you know, when, when everything flies in? We've got them coming up. <laughs> yeah, that was in your list. I think that was one of the ones that we forgot, yeah? Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, is it Burnley, Tottenham? Uh, yeah, Burnley and Tottenham after Leicester. Okay. So, Sorry, I've got it up now. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was no, bothering not... me who, want, who we were playing. So I was like, so right, I just sort of see that there is, you know, there's plenty to, I think there's plenty to get excited about. You know, I think this is a good football side now. It's a good football side. Just one or two, we're one or two things missing, aren't we? Liam, you still look like you want to say something. Not necessarily. I, I think I've said, so it's, it's, shared it's, my it's, thoughts. Sorry. Maybe you look like you're going to cry because your bottom lip keeps trembling every time. I've had a like very long cry. day. You have to excuse me. I've had a very long day working, overtime working, straight into the football, straight into the pod. I'm fucked. <laughs> well, now you're a podcast star on multiple shows, multiple channels. Woo! <laughs> I did listen to you. Though. I, I, I did. I took some time out to listen to you. They let they let you speak far too much <laughs> for yours, for yours, and especially Max's. Like, can I imagine? Um, well, you know, and they're very, much, very professional. I showed you um, <laughs> in our WhatsApp in our WhatsApp group. Very professional setup. They've got all the lineups. They've got what they're going to talk about, results, and all this sort of stuff. And here we go, just rambling nonsense. Uh, you, you don't, you don't get uh, structure with bloody Aspros, mate. You no, just go all. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Yeah. I? <laughs> you go all in, mate, and just make it up as you go along. So, Mike, look, we don't know each other well. We've been on a podcast one together. Um, uh, we did the Ars Brothers OG yeah. a while back. Um, well, tell me about you and Arsenal. So, look, we know I'm old. You're not as old as me, but you're... Uh, you're no, I'm you're, not as old as you. No. Well, look, there's <laughs> not many are, but uh, <laughs> I, I was just interested. You obviously uh, get to the games regularly in the days when, when that was I normal. try to. Because I live up north in the UK, it's, uh, it's harder for me to get to the Emirates. Uh, but I try and get down there as much as possible. Um, but So I go to a lot of away days because there's a group here in where I live. We all sort of hinge together. And Kieran, who was in the chat earlier on, he's, he's one of them now, who we uh, who we all get uh, meet together and just drive down to uh, to the games and stuff. So we go to a lot, quite a fair few away games. And it's, that's, that's how I sort of got into it. I, I only started doing it about two, it would have been about, yeah, two, two and a half years ago now when I started going to away days properly. Because uh, that's when I started meeting people, uh, you know, meeting other Arsenal fans and stuff like that, and being able to afford it as well. I think that's the main thing. You know, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's uh, an expensive sport. Yeah. Even even the away days, <laughs> uh, even the away days. You know, you're looking at the, the ticket prices are a hell of a lot cheaper. I think the 
I think they're all still 30, 40 quid a ticket, but it's a lot cheaper than going to the Emirates for a ticket. Well, the prices at the Emirates, I don't think are bad if I'm moans that they're bad, but my ticket's £40 a week, it works out. £40 a game, rather. You know, I don't oh, think Yeah, it's... that's not too bad. Uh, yeah, are you a season ticket holder? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see, you get it easy. You get it cheaper then. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess... Being a holder and then trying to buy one from... Uh, you know, uh, the site and stuff like that, or even trying to get hold of someone who's like willing to switch over to you. You know, it, it can be quite expensive. It depends where you're sitting as well, I think, to be fair. Yeah, and of course, where I say it's uh, £40 a game, they don't sell it at £40 a game. They're no. A games, B games, and your C games. So exactly. You can, you can go and watch us play Burnley for £27, I think. But if you want to watch us play Tottenham, it's 70 You know, it's... Uh, minimum as well. <laughs> it's £62 minimum when, when I was going. There was a junior gunner I used to go, uh, used to get in for a tenner a game. That was brilliant. Loved that. No, that's not too bad. Yeah, you can't argue with that. But <laughs> I think because I'm, I live, you know, it's it's a few hours away from London, you see. So I think that Chelsea game, Chelsea away, it was it's sort of a, one of them ones they think, do you know, shall we do it? Shall we not? Yeah, fuck it. Let's go. We're going. So a couple of us drove down there, met a few other people up there uh, when we was down and just went and it was one of the best games I've ever been to. Barring, I know it was a draw and stuff, but for atmosphere and that, I've never seen anything like it. It's been, it was absolutely brilliant. Uh, the one thing I haven't been able to do yet is go to Tottenham away. And um, that's one of the ones that I'm going to try and do. I was meant to do this season. Uh, oh, sorry, last, se- is it last season in this season, but obviously that went tits up. Uh, so I was hoping, hopefully next season, I'll be able to get there. Yeah, I find that one almost impossible to get tickets for. For years, it's been. It's what it's not. It's not what you know, mate. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. Yeah, but uh, even even the people who I get my away tickets mm. from, because you know, it's a it's a cartel for Arsenal. The away ticket scheme, you know, everyone. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, you got to get got, in with the groups, mate. <laughs> everyone, absolutely. Everyone who's got the uh, the points to get the away tickets mm. will either go or sell their ticket and, and keep the points. So it is. It's a cartel. I can never get into that cartel, especially after living abroad for the last five years. It's very very difficult to. Uh, uh, to get tickets but even within that cartel everyone wants to go to Tottenham you know yeah. everyone wants to do that Tottenham away I guess now with their bigger stadium we might we might have a little bit more chance uh, of getting in yeah definitely and that, that, that's how get... I sort of get into that's how I sort of got into us I've been supporting them since what uh, late 90s so that's how I sort of got into it and then started going to I've been to a couple of games before and uh, I went to Highbury a couple of times and one my most memorable one, I think it was. Oh, I forget, I forget it was now. Charlton Athletic. Kind of been that uh, memorable then. <laughs> it was. It was good. I, I was. I was absolutely shit faced. To be fair, but <laughs> I was sat in the north bank and Henri decided to back heel it into the back of the uh, net. I remember the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it was our forty-eight out of our forty-nine game unbeaten. Yeah, yeah. So, was uh, yeah, I was absolutely shit faced. So uh, that, I was is part, that is part of football day, though, isn't it? I mean, of course, it is, about yeah. How- when we talk about how expensive it is, I always take the ticket price out because you buy your season ticket up front. But it's always a hundred pound day, just a home game at the Emirates for me. You know, it is just a oh, by yeah. the time you travel into the game, few beers before, you know, game, few beers afterwards, something to eat, few more beers. It turns into a really good day. <laughs> Sometimes well, the football gets in the way. You know, you. It's, 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 when we lose, it does. Yeah. You, you were staying yeah. in. You, you, I, I tend to meet my uh, guys. I go with at, at uh, six o'clock or for a, for a Thursday night Europa League game. We'll meet in a bar at you know half five six o'clock. Eight o'clock comes. Do you really want to walk down to the stadium to watch our second eleven play against a, a, a team we've never heard of before when it's live on in the in the pub? I mean, I've never yet not you know not gone. But I've got to say, I've been sorely tempted and, and quite often just a little bit late. So where are you from, Mike? Where are you? Uh, Scunthorpe, mate, North Lincolnshire. Ah, okay. <laughs> I can hear Max. In my, I can hear Max saying, you put the cunt into Scunthorpe. <laughs> well, yeah, he probably would. That's, that's why it's called Mike Scunny, or Scunny Mike. I, 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 do, I used to do another, I sometimes do, but uh, Guns and Yellow Ribbons, I, I used to feature on there a lot on podcasts and uh, I still do sometimes. I don't do it as often as I do now because I've got my own show on here. So it's a case of obviously as and when. But I just sort of got the name Scunny Mike, and then it just stayed. It just stuck with us. Yeah. From yeah. I think it was from Manny. I think started calling us Scunny. Uh, yeah. Manny and Fergus, who runs Guns and Yellers, I think they just started calling me Scunny. So after that, it was there. It just sort of stuck. 
But yeah, yeah, I've enjoyed it so far. And I think the worst run I had uh, was is it the second half of Emery's first term going to a lot of away games and not winning any games? They were difficult because <laughs> you used to think, do I get a ticket? Do I not? Do I get a ticket? Ah, oh, fuck it, I'll get a ticket. It might be our winner. Nah. <laughs> Well, I did. Uh, I did my sort of period. I mean, I still go away whenever I can. You know, I've, I've only moved back in the country a year ago, and uh, thankfully Tony at Clock in Talk, if he's still my mate, uh, <laughs> gets me tickets when I need to go away or has access to tickets for me, which is always handy. But I did my home and away bit when I was, a, you know, probably Liam's age, and uh, we were rubbish then. You know, I mean, I, I didn't miss a game. <laughs> I think home or away for about five years. And, uh, you know, ever we, we were just, we, we, we got knocked out of the FA Cup at Wrexham. We got a third round. We got knocked out of the FA Cup at York, third round. You know, we really were rubbish. But that's why I get so fed up with Arsenal fans when they're forever moaning. Because to me, you know, you have to support them through those bad times. That's when you have to really support. And then you can really enjoy the good times, you know? Yeah, and, uh, that's true. But when you go to Leicester a few times, you know, a couple of times every year, and you're constantly losing. It's a, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, ain't been easy. Watching no. this. you know, but we did. We've had the success. You know, Wenger's changed the ambitions of this club. You know, um, mm. George Graham got us uh, up there, and then Wenger took it to a new level. You know, really did. We were, we were winning, but winning with style. Uh, you know, it's been a, it's been a tough ten year period. The last ten years have been really tough, and yet we've still won two, three FA Cups in that time. When you look at that lot down the road, you know Tottenham. They haven't won. I'm 55. They haven't won the league in my lifetime. You know, I mean, that's that's a that's a long time. You know, it's a long, long, long time. Well, um, they usually win it by December, don't they? Who? Top November this yeah. year. Was it November this year? Something like that. It's normally, it's normally done and dusted by de- uh, December, isn't it? There will be a DVD out with we nearly <laughs> but we're top in December. It'll be called back on Amazon. Yeah. Put the pressure on. <laughs> We put the pressure on. Uh, anything else that I missed out on tonight's game? You can think of anything that you think. You know, we don't generally review, but uh, you two quite miserable. It was a tough game to watch. It was a miserable. It was, it was, it was rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> the pitch was so I, I, horrendously soaked. Yeah. That pitch was awful as well. That doesn't help anything. No. Well, in which case, let, let's give you both a chance. Liam, why don't you want to promote your your other show or are you not on it regularly enough two in three weeks <laughs> oh it's not mine yeah two in three weeks um it's in the clock ends it's called uh steve and kelvin run it um th- they're new that th- i think we did one that was released yesterday i think it was released uh and it was uh, only their 12th episode so they're still new they're only really on spotify and uh acast i think they're on so you can't really find them in too many places, but a really good show. They bring up some good points. It's a good discussion. Um, oh, that's quite thought provoking. So <laughs> that's enough. In the I in listened, the clock ends. I listened to it. It was rubbish. <laughs> it won. Fuck you. It won. <laughs> they let me talk. Enough. That's the perk. That they let me talk. That's that's the perk of the show. You haven't stopped. Yes, yeah, because Max ain't here. <laughs> Max ain't here. Yeah. I take my opportunity while I got it. I've got to say, I'm without Max talk. being here, we have. So I seem to have spoke forever tonight. You you give it over to Max, and you're never sure when it's going to come back. <laughs> I pop out for cigarettes and everything when I hand <laughs> over to Max. Couple of toilet breaks. Uh, no, nah. we've said it about you Max before, mate. We've said it before. He'll put in a statement within a within a statement within a question within a statement within another question, and then it'll be something else on top. You know, like a some bollocks on top of on top of that. So you never but know. He when does come going. up with things like you saw his erection grow and grow and grow <laughs> until it was a pulsating rhinoceros cock of a goal scoring mechanism. <laughs> I actually had to. To look up mechanism today. <laughs> when I was writing it down, I thought, does he say mechanism? No, it's mechanism. And I actually uh, had to look it up and it was perfectly used. Well done, Max. I miss you. Do you know what? I, I bet he wrote that down just for that, just to say that. He would have written something like that and looked everything up because that's Max. <laughs> yeah. So, Scanny, uh, people can find you on Friday, the Friday half show. Yes, they can find me on this show uh, or this this program, uh, Ars Brothers, the Friday Ars. Uh, we are tomorrow night at nine o'clock. Uh, I've got Ryan on. Corey is not sorry. Corey is normal. Uh, me and Corey tend to do it more than anyone. Uh, Corey joins me. He's pretty much my Liam. 
uh, for you, mate. <laughs> so he's always with me. He's always with me. No, he's my Liam. Uh, he's always with me uh, on the show. Uh, we've got Ryan from Same Old Arsenal USA. He also does Ask Brothers as well. And I've got a boss. Well, who we call Boston Erzl. Is because he's from Boston, USA, and he only shows up at once once in a blue moon. So we call him Boston Erzl. It's Mike. <laughs> uh, Mike is is he is a special. Is it's going to be a special guest for us, really, because he is an Arsenal fan, but because he hails from Portugal and Benfica is his home team, uh, I've got him on to talk about you know talk about last night uh, tonight's game. I'm saying last night's game because I think it's fucking Friday already. Uh, talk about uh, tonight's game as well. So it's going to be, a, it should be a good one. It should be quite well informed as well. Look forward to it. And that's tomorrow on this, the Ars Brothers channel. Well, guys, that's it. I think we've done about, oh, yeah, an hour and four seconds. Perfect timing. Well, thanks everyone for listening live and those of you who downloaded the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Give us a review if you like the show. If you didn't like the show, just don't download it and don't listen. <laughs> Simple as that. Just, just give us the like and subscribe. You don't have to do it else. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Thanks, everyone. And we will see you. What are we doing next week? Thursday? What are we? What's our game next week? Liam, come with you. It's Ben Feeker again, isn't it? Early or yeah. late kickoff? Yeah, I was going to say, Mike's the one with the fixture list. Yeah. Early or yeah, late? It's, it's the early kickoff, mate. It's six o'clock. Ten to six. Oh, yeah, six o'clock. All right. We'll be back next week at nine o'clock. Nine o'clock UK time. And we will see you all then. Thank you all for listening.